just um, just as we've uh, worshipped the Lord Jesus this morning, maybe we can just spend a moment in our own time. I don't know how many of you have had a very busy morning already. Um, I smell of potatoes because I was um, peeling potatoes this morning, but uh, it's a wonderful thing that we can do this morning, can't we? Just to be still and know who, that He is God. I don't know how many times in our busy lives we have this time to just be still and to be quiet and to think about uh, what this season is about. And I know that for many of us who've been a part of this church, we've had carol services, we've had nativity services. And I just hope that this morning as you've woken up, that the, the person who Jesus Christ is for you uh, just makes your heart sing for joy. Because that is why we are here this morning. It's why we, we celebrate this season. It is a season of joy because uh, Jesus Christ has come and that he lived and he will come again. And that is where our joy is found. So this morning, simply I want to share a very short message uh, called Joy to the World. That we're celebrating joy this morning. Um, and really there are many things to celebrate joy in, aren't there? Many of us here, I think, are with friends and family this morning. Many of us here are looking forward to a great meal. And um, uh, there, is, uh, there was a video which um, Ant posted on the church Facebook uh, page a few, probably a few weeks ago now um, from the Bible Project. And it talked about the word joy. And it talked about how joy is something that, uh, that, that, is, that is used through the Bible and used through Scripture to celebrate so many things. Good food, times of friends, um, drink, be merry. A lot of these phrases uh, come from the Bible because joy is found um, in humanity. As people who, who live on this earth, we are people who seek after joy, don't we? How many of us here would say that you want today to be a joyful day? I don't think many of us wake up wanting kind of today to be a, a downtrodden, uh, unhappy day. We, we seek joy in our lives every single day, whether we believe it or not, uh, whether we recognize it or not, that very much joy is something that we pursue in our lives just think about what we give our attention to. Just think about the things that we give our, our love and affections to. Those are the things that we place our joy in. And this morning, uh, as we think about Christmas, uh, it's called the season of joy, isn't it? It's, it's called the season of joy because of many things. Maybe it's because, uh, like for many of us, work now stops for maybe a week or two. And it's like, yes, finally the grind has stopped. I can sleep in until my kids jump in my bed and wake me up. Um, or maybe it's the fact that today you get to go and see uh, or, or meet family members or friends over this period you haven't seen for, for weeks. And it's just a wonderful time of rest and recovery. And those are all joyful things. Children, how many of you have opened presents this morning? Many hands went up very quickly. <laughs> and how many of you... Uh, suddenly you had joy because somebody has given you a gift. Uh, somebody has loved you and given you a gift that has just made your heart sing for joy because it's a wonderful thing to receive good gifts and to give gifts. Some of us, we're looking forward to the Christmas movie that we're going to watch later on, aren't we? Maybe it's a new Blu-ray or DVD or whatever you've received this and you're looking forward to catching up on, on the latest series of uh, Call the Midwife or something. Uh, <laughs> looking at my wife, very... <laughs> Babies at Christmas, hey? Um, yeah, Christmas is a season of joy. But one of the things that I've been thinking about over the season is that when we give ourselves to um, there's many good things of Christmas, sometimes we forget the eternal joy 
Sometimes we miss the eternal joy that comes through knowing Jesus Christ. And um, I don't know about you, but um, how many of you are looking forward to January when you have to get back to work? Anybody? I remember I started work about 15 years ago now, January 5th, 2005, I started my first job. And for anybody here who's a student and looking or going to find a job in the future, never start in January. Um, I walked into the office brimming with excitement, thinking, okay, I'm going to start of working life. This is going to be great. I walked in and everyone was, you know, everyone calls it the January blues, right? Because everyone comes in and they've had a great time and suddenly they're back at the grind on the computers with RSI and everything else to look forward to. And I joined in January uh, 2005, and it was, it was a wonderful first day. I can't confess that it was, I made some new friends, but it was, it was a hard graft for the first week or so as people got into the flow of things again. So the big question really for us this morning is, um, there are so many joyful things to celebrate at Christmas time, aren't there? But where do we place our eternal joy in? When January comes, when this season of Christmas moves on, many of us will start looking for new joys. Maybe it's kind of the next holiday, or maybe it's the, uh, maybe it's the next celebration that you're looking forward to, or the next um, break that you have from your work. I don't know what it may be, but all of us are seeking joy in our lives. It's a fact of humanity. But this morning, I want to turn our hearts and our minds and our attention and our affections towards the one who is the joy giver, and his joy never ceases. I was watching um, uh, a short clip from uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas. And uh, I think Charlie Brown, who's a very melancholy, I don't know if you've read the comics or whatever growing up as a kid, but he's a melancholy, never gets anything right. And in this short clip I'm going to show you in a second, he's, he's messed up Christmas, probably again, because uh, that's the kind of guy he is. And he's, he's trying to discover, and he's asking the question, what is Christmas all about? So maybe just sit back for the next minute. So if we are people who are seeking joy, if we are people who spend our lives seeking joy, wouldn't you want to find something that fulfills you forever? I think in this Christmas season, just as Charlie Brown experiences in this, in this short clip, if you get the chance, do, do watch it. It's, it's quite um, slow going because he's quite a melancholy guy for the first kind of 20 minutes or so. But um, he finds out, and I just love that scene at the end where he closes his eyes, thinks about what Christmas is all about and what his friend Linus says. And it is about this one thing, the angel said to them, fear not, behold, I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. For us, we have to really think about, if we are people who seek after joy, we have to really think about um, what is competing for our joy. What is competing? What is vying for our attention? What is vying for our affections? And many, there are many good things this season that we should enjoy. The friends we have, the family we get to spend time with, um, and, and our minds are filled with all those wonderful things. But what's, what uh, the writer of Luke draws our attention to in this passage is a very simple thing, that there is a mega joy, there's a great joy. The word it uses in Greek is, is the word mega, like monster truck, mega, big, huge, uh, bigger than your imagination can hold. There is a mega joy that is for all people. And this joy uh, does not come from the world. This joy does not come from the world. It comes into the world. And it comes from the Lord. When we talk about joy this morning, we want to talk about the joy of the Lord. The joy that has entered into humanity, entered into this world, does not come from this world. And this joy is the person of Jesus Christ. 
Because if we pursue things purely for joy that are in this world alone, then they are subject or dependent on what the world does. So if we find joy only in the things, celebrate joy only in the things that the world offers, then when the world changes or the world circumstances that happen in the world change, then that joy quickly dissipates. And the joy that we celebrate this morning is not a joy that came, is in the world, but a joy that came into the world in the person of Christ. And because joy comes into the world and becomes from the Lord, it means that it's not dependent on circumstances. It's not dependent on what is happening in the world because God is eternal, because he is over all these things. I remember when I first received my, uh, my first mobile phone, and many of us probably remember that time, when you f- and some of the children here are probably excited about when I first get my first mobile phone. But my first mobile phone was a Nokia 5110. Um, anyone know what that is? Anyone know what Nokia is? Um, but a Nokia 5110 was probably the third generation of mobile phones. You had the kind of briefcase phone, and you had like then the, the Hannah held Michael Douglas um, type phone. And then you had one which actually fit in your pocket, which lasted about you know, 20 minutes of battery. Um, and I had Snake on my phone, and it was like, joy! I get to play Snake now, and I get to text message my friends. And it was amazing how quickly technology changes, how quickly the world changes, and suddenly, maybe it's making a revival, I don't know, but how quickly Snake is no longer the real joy giver. Um, and that's a very simple example, isn't it, of, of how the world changes, our circumstances change, and our joy is diminished. And, and that's a very silly example, but for many of us, I know that Christmas time may not be an easy time for many of us because we've lost loved ones, or this Christmas is the first time where this person is no longer with us, or this year has been a hard one, and joy seems a little bit trite and, and, and difficult to kind of... It's almost like you have to generate the joy somehow because of how hard things have been. But again, Christ is over all of those things because Christ is not of the world. He came into the world. And this season of Christmas is not something that we just experience once, uh, once on a day. The knowledge and the truth of who Jesus Christ is is eternal and it will last for now until eternity. So this morning, as we gather this morning, all I want to do simply is just reflect on three things. The three titles that Luke gives us in the Gospel of Luke about who Jesus is. And firstly, he is the Savior. Secondly, he is the Christ. And thirdly, he is the Lord. And as we reflect on those things, just as Charlie Brown does in that video, if we close our eyes and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak about what those three titles mean for us, that joy in which we experience in Christ doesn't end uh, at the end of our Christmas meal or the end of today. It continues into with us for 2020. It carries on for us to eternity, the knowledge and truth of who Jesus Christ is. So why don't you just join me this morning in centering again our joy in Jesus, who is the Savior, the Christ, and the Lord. So for the next just a couple of minutes, I just want to just read some scripture just across across those three headings, who the Lord is, who the Savior is, who the Christ is, who the Lord is. And would you just allow your soul, would you allow your heart again to orientate around who Jesus Christ is? Maybe it would would be helpful if you would close your eyes. That's up to you. Um, But what I'm going to do is just read something, share a, a quick reflection about that verse. 
And then just for a moment of silence, maybe you want to pray yourself. Maybe you want to do um, whatever you feel you're most comfortable to do. Uh, just in your own time. Just maybe spend this time reflecting on the good news of who Jesus is. And then I'll just close that section and move on to the next part. So let's start with thinking about who Jesus is as Savior. Father, we know that you sent Jesus into this world because we needed a Savior. Because without you, we were lost. Without you, we were destined uh, for destruction. But Lord, your word says that in Matthew 1, it says that Mary will bear a son, and his name will be Jesus, because his name means he will save his people from their sins. Lord, we thank you that we can find joy in knowing that we are saved, that salvation is here for us. Salvation came when we were not even looking for you. Thank you, God, that we can call you our Savior, my Savior, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe we can just turn our attention to what the Christ means. The Christ is the one who is, is uh, for many years when I was a kid, I thought Jesus Christ was his surname. No, Jesus Christ, Edmund Chan, Ant Rist. Um, but Jesus Christ is not a, a surname. It is, uh, it, it's a title, just like you call the Prime Minister the Prime Minister or you give the president the president's title. Jesus Christ is the Christ, which means he is the chosen one. He is the anointed one, the one who would come and was promised through hundreds of prophecies, 700 years before he was born. The Isaiah, Isaiah 9 says that Jesus Christ uh, would come and he would be the savior of the world. And all the promises that God had for Israel and for, for humanity came true in the person of Christ. He is the promised one, and he came to reveal who God is. In John 17, it says this, This is eternal life, that we, that everyone in this world would know God, that would know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And for us, I'm, I'm so aware that, uh, that Christ is a word that we just use um, uh, through Christmas time, but when we reflect on who the Christ was, we recognize that he revealed the very person of who God was. We were, as a family, we were at the Barbican um, last, last Sunday, and we were, went to a Christmas sing-along, and it was great fun, as in uh, everyone was wearing their kind of Christmas jumpers and flashy hats and singing along to all kinds of tunes as well as hymns, and I couldn't just help but think um, in a crowd of 3,000 people or more, uh, all singing their hearts out to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, and then next singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. How, how many people will sing as traditions this morning and reflect on Christ through tradition. But the message of, Christ, of Christmas is that you can know Christ. You can know God. You can be his friend. He can be your savior. He can be your Lord. He can be the one who is closer than a brother, closer than uh, your, your spouse. He is the one who comes and enters in and makes his home in your heart and in your life and rules there. And the person of Christ for those people in Barbican, I'm sure many of them were, were, were know the, knew the Lord, but you can know God this morning through the person of Jesus Christ. 
that he is faithful, he is gracious, he is loving. And uh, you can be like Peter when Jesus Christ asked him, who do you say I am? Peter, who do you say I am? That's what the question that Jesus asked his friend Peter. And Peter simply said this, you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the anointed one. And Jesus responds and says, Peter, blessed are you because this has not been revealed by humans, but it's been revealed by God. That to know God, to know Christ is a revelation. Suddenly your eyes no longer see just a person or a good person or a teacher or a moral person who lived 2,000 years ago, but you see him as everything. He consumes your attention. He consumes your affections. He consumes your joy is found in the one who was sent for you and for I. And that's where we can draw our attention to this morning, to the one who revealed who God is. So, Father, I thank you for the Christ. Thank you that promise after promise, prophecy after prophecy was spoken about the Lord Jesus and that we are experiencing, Lord God, the fulfillment of those prophecies. The fulfillment, Lord, that you came to this earth as a babe and humbled yourself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And now, Lord Jesus, you are exalted as the Christ and we worship you. Amen. And the very last title I just want to draw our attention to this morning is, is the Lord, the Lord. Um, how many of you are hopeful for 2020? <laughs> how many of you were hopeful before the elections? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is a generation, a, 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 I don't know, the, in me, um, prior to kind of December, there was this kind of eeriness of discontent and uncertainty, and maybe political uh, wheels are turning now, and, and a lot of our hopes are, for a lot of people, and this is affecting people's jobs and lives, and you know, it, it's not a small thing, but uh, somehow I think things have changed and shifted slightly in society. Maybe it's because Christmas is here and suddenly we just get to park everything for a couple of weeks. But, uh, um, you know, our hope and our security is not found in, thankfully, is not found in Boris Johnson or, or, or President Trump or what King Johnny will do next time um, with his red buttons, I don't know. Or, or sorry, not King Johnny, his son. Um, it, our hope and our future and our security is not found in, in the authority that lies within this world. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Our hope and security is found in the assurance that Jesus Christ is the Lord. That nothing passes through this world without his authority. That nothing passes through your life or uh, your circumstances without him as your Lord being over and covering you. I'm so reminded in the book of Hebrews, it says this. Let us run with endurance the race set before us. Looking to who? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and now he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. When we look at Jesus as the Lord, we remember that he, all authority has been given to him on heaven and on earth. 
He is the name that is above every single name. He is the one who's seated at the right hand of the Father with authority, with power, but also with grace for you and for me. So whatever you're facing this Christmas season, whatever you're facing in the year ahead, we can look confidently because our hope is found in the Lord, the one who has gone through heaven and earth for us, the one who has proved himself to be faithful and the one who will come again. Christmas is a time where we look for, again, for the second coming of Christ, where he will restore all things to us. And in that, we place our hope. In that, we have joyful, eternal joy, knowing that he is for us and not against us. So this morning, as we spend this time, as we close now, would you just join with me in magnifying again the Savior, the one who's the Christ, and the one who is ultimately the Lord of all. Why don't we just spend some time just in closing in prayer. Father, we thank you for the many joys that you give us this Christmas time. Thank you for the season. Thank you for the remembering and the things that it stirs in us again. And I pray, Lord, this Christmas morn that you would stir in us again an affection for Jesus. Holy Spirit, we praise you that you live within us and that you reveal Christ. And in our moments today, as we celebrate with maybe our friends and our family, would you again warm our hearts with the joy of the fact that you are our Savior. That we can know you, Lord Jesus, as the Christ who reveals the Father. And we can proclaim you again in our lives and to the world that you are the Lord, that you will come again. And until that day, we can rest assured in security and walk, Lord God, with you as our Lord and Savior. We give you our affections. We give you our joy this morning. And ask, Lord, you would fill us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.